Welcome back to the Work Inspired Podcast, to be broker with Rabbi Yeshua Gerzi. And we'd like to welcome our Torah anytime and other listeners and viewers around the world. Today we're going to be speaking about IQ versus EQ. And the truth is, this is a topic that I'm personally passionate about. I like to choose those, ty- those type of topics. And the reason why is <clears throat> simply from my, my own experience being in school and being in the workplace and what was very fascinating was that as we went through this topic through the Chabura in depth as part of our Kiddush Hashem in the Workplace series, what I saw was it, it was this process of a connecting of dots, of recognizing why was it that I didn't hear so much about EQ when I was growing up. Now, I'm not sure if that gives um, a hint about my age. We'll see as we go through the podcast. But what's fascinating is that the Western world has been on this journey, right, of really excavating and defining intelligence, you know, and as early as I can remember, you know, and I'm sure for many of our listeners, you've experienced this as well, right, standardized testing is something that we've had ever since we've been kids, you know, whether it was the CAT or the SAT or the GRE or the GCC, come on, help me out here, GS, no, in England, in England, my wife tells me all the time, what's it called, the GC, GCS, C A B E T, whatever they call it over there. Okay, and <laughs> but but we find that you know all throughout school, right at different stages, we have all these different forms of standardized oh, testing. Right? Yeah, standardized testing. Yes, right? I know what you're talking about. Right. 115 years, 18 years, because I've been here. But yeah, standardized testing. Standardized testing, and, and it doesn't it doesn't work with. With EQ, right, exactly, which is so much of it, and this is what we find, right, the research has has, has highlighted, is is that the standardized testing that we're familiar with and that many of us went through and hopefully loved and gained and became smarter through studying for them, of course, um, focus very much on IQ. But what's being shown right now in the workplace Right. If you look at the studies, if you look in the business magazines, you look from 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 the human resources perspective, right? From a, psych- a psychology perspective, what's taking place? There's this real question of of is it really that IQ, right? Which has really been the golden standard, right, <clears throat> for so many years, right, within the Western world to define intelligence, to be able to predict success, right? Is it really that IQ is the best indicator of that, or is there something which is called EQ, right? And EQ is something which a Jewish psychologist, actually, Daniel Goldman, really brought out to the world, right, in the mid-90s. Maybe that gives you a bit more of a hint of how old I am, right? And I was like, ah, exactly. That's, that's really why I didn't hear so much about it when I was in school, right? And when I was in school, you know, and, and it's so fascinating to think for yourself, like, when you, what association you may have with when you hear IQ, you know, like IQ means, yeah, like, you know, the person was that brilliant guy because it has that high IQ and, you know, other kids poking fun at other kids being like, he has a low IQ, like what that means about you. But what Daniel Goldman really brought out, right, and since then has become more and more accepted, right, is that we have the world of EQ, mm. right? We have the world of emotional intelligence. And what the studies are showing is that actually when we look at the workplace, right, which is why we go through education, a big part of why we go through education is to be involved in the workplace, right, is it necessarily that IQ is the the best indicator for success, or 
is it the emotional intelligence, right, the emotional quotient that a person has, which we find is really empowering people to be successful? And it's a fascinating question. And in the Chabur, we spent a lot of time really excavating this and, and understanding the Jewish perspective by right, looking through Mara Merkomos about emotional intelligence. But because it's such an important topic, I wanted to hear in the context of the, of, the, of the podcast, as we always do, just to be able to bring out this discussion because it's so relevant for somebody who's either in the workplace or somebody who's in the process of education, of having a pair of glasses of how to be able to look at intelligence, how to be able to look at ourselves, how to be able to look at other people that may seem to be different and may not seem to be as intelligent, right, as, as of course, we are, right, and how we can work together. And as a Hashem together to be able to gain some insight into how the Torah looks at intelligence, right, because once again, we have a Torah Schaim, a Kodesh Baruch who gave us a Torah which you know, predates Western society, I think, just by a bit, right? Um, and how we can understand through the Torah how to be able to look at these areas of our lives. Okay. All right. Okay. My, you want me to say something? Uh, yeah, yeah. You'll Thank just you. take like, it away. I like listening to you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> first of all, consistently through the workplace, research shows if you have, for example, one or two smart people who cannot work together... It's not much use. But if you have many average people and they can collaborate, bang, productivity is up by like 200%. There was actually a, um, I spoke about it a couple of days ago in a, a talk, there was a, there was a um, experiment done with chickens. With chickens. What was the experiment? So they had chickens who produced a lot of eggs. But usually the chickens who produced a lot of eggs were very aggressive. And they would peck the other hens and uh, they would peck the other eggs. And they would cause a lot of nezek, a lot of damage. And the farmers were trying to figure out what could we do here. So they actually started a breeding process of the spits of these chicken egg layers. Okay. And they would put them in a cage together and, you know, there would be other egg-laying egg chickens which were good but not as good and they'll put them as in a group in another. Okay. Okay? So you have these two cages, these two areas. One area is the Spitz egg layers and the other cage, they're good but not as good. What they found was absolutely profound. The, they called it the red zone. The eggs, the hens, the, the chickens that could lay lots of eggs, they ended up being very aggressive to each other and basically killing each other. Wow. Okay, so they didn't produce so many eggs. But the yeah. green zone, which were less independently at legging, but they, they worked together. They treated each other. I don't know how they measured this, but they treated each other nicely. And there was a two to three hundred percent increase in the Dang. eggs being laid. And it, it's something very interesting because when I would go into companies and you'd have those few individuals who were geniuses, IQ, like really high, but they couldn't work with anybody. So the profitability of the company was capped. But when you took everyone else and you could collaborate together, when you actually separated the person with the IQ, Sometimes you have to know how to use them, but when you put them somewhere and you let the, so to speak, more average people collaborate together, 
and they could listen to each other, they could work to each other, profitability of the company shot up. So you see a very big distinction. You know, IQ is good for a certain something, but when you're working at work, it's always so important that you could work with other people. You could work with other people. The EQ, the emotional intelligence, is something really, really, really important for collaboration, which is the, such a creative process, the ability to, the soft skills of listening. It's, it's, I can't speak about it enough. Right. And it's, it's something, it's something that, as you said, it's missing. It's interesting because when I was by Rav Avadia Yosef, I, I was there to spend a year and I used to daven with Rav Avadia Yosef every day in Harnov. And I had the same idea from um, my teacher, Dain Lopian. And he, he said the following, why do you have to have shimush? Why do you have to have shimush? Learn all the material inside. A person's taken a rabbinical exam. You know the information very well. Why do you have to have shimush, which is attending a scholar, being with a Talmud Chochem, listening to them, learning from them, discussing questions. Why do you have to have that? So Ravavadia said, and same with Dain Lopian, basically IQ is not enough. An IQ without EQ is actually very, very dangerous in the Torah world. IQ without EQ is very dangerous in the Torah world. You have to sit with somebody. You have to learn compassion, how to listen, figure out exactly what's being asked, how to read people, how to work with people. And the emotional intelligence, the Talmud says, that being an attendant and learning one-to-one from a scholar, from a Talmud Chochem, being Meshamesh, a Talmud Chochem is greater, so to speak, than the learning from the books. And, and this idea of EQ goes even deeper. Goes right. even deeper. By the way, there are several other sources that demonstrate the importance of having a mentor, working with a mentor. And if you're a teacher, the bigger teacher you are, the bigger teacher you need. You need to be visiting your teacher more often. Why? Because IQ without EQ, is, it's, it can be very dangerous. Right. Well, you're saying that the, the connection between developing EQ and being mishamish is, is what? You're defining it because of the fact that, let's just say a person learns halacha, and he you knows halacha. all the laws he inside out, back to front. But when a, when a person's mishamesh, he's seeing how the halacha is being applied to another person. Correct, and listening. It's learning to okay. listen. You, have to, you, can, you can listen to the person and you didn't hear them. You can listen, to, bang, you give up. But no, if you sit, you, you know the stories, one particular rabbi, um, he was approached by a lady, can you use milk for, um, the, for the four cups of wine for Pesach? And... She's asking a question. What did the rabbi understand through listening to her? Ah, she doesn't have wine. That's part of it, but she doesn't have meat. Ah, so go. Right, now, right. So you have to learn to listen. What's actually being said behind the words? I see. Meaning, and, and that that's EQ. That's a sensitivity. That's listening. There's more to the story. That's your emotional intelligence. Your ability to listen, hear the other person deeply. That's part of the EQ education. But it goes deeper, it goes deeper. And what we know, there's a story in Gemara of Chulin, page 60, and there's several places in the Zohar that speak about this, that you have this unbelievable narrative, this story that goes as following, that the sun was very big and the moon complained to Hashem and about the sun and Hashem shrunk the moon. 
So you have a big sun and a small moon. What the experience of that, as we're told by the commentaries, is as following, that our minds are defined. Look at us technologically. We have advanced medical system and, and medical innovation all day long. We have technology. It's profound. It's wild. Yet, for example, we still have wars. We still have wars. Does it make any sense? We live in the 20, I think still the 21st century. Oops, the 21st century. We're still there. Yeah, still there. So what happens is that we should be so advanced, yet we still have wars. Because our EQ, our IQ is amazing. Our EQ has to catch up. One of my teachers would say, in our generation, it's as if we're putting technologically advanced machinery, technologically advanced weaponry in the hands of three-year-olds. Because we're so, our EQ is low. The moon represents, so to speak, the EQ, the emotions, the emotional intelligence. The sun represents the IQ. And what the Svarim tell us, what the books tell us, is that the emotional intelligence at the end of days, it's going to catch up with the IQ. Fascinating. And we see it happening. It's part of the Gula process. So laden within the process of the unfolding of history is this reality of the, the, the disconnect between the IQ and the EQ. And, and there will be a developing EQ that eventually our emotional intelligence will match the IQ. There will not be any wars. We will get on with each other. Everyone's going to be looked after. Everyone's going to be safe. They'll feel safe, secure. Because that's that. the birthing of that collective consciousness comes from the balance of the EQ and the IQ. Well, it's, it's so fascinating because, you know, I know that, um, you know, Re Rebbe's just spoke about that concept of, EQ and shimush and and communication skills, right? The ability, the ability to really to be able to listen. You know, I know that in in Pilsno and the Chaburas and everything here, it's so much of, of a fundamental, essential uh, Aleph base, right? Is the ability to just to be able to deeply listen to another person, right? And to be able to really hear what's being heard, was said, right? And then to be able to enable somebody else to feel like they're being heard, which. That alone, we should have a podcast just about that, because that alone is a, is a skill which is so essential to being a Ben Adam, right? to being a Ben Torah. And um, we see in the workplace, and this is one of the things that we spoke about as we went through different components of emotional intelligence and seeing different marmakomas on it, on it, on it right? that you know, this is something that the Torah envisions the way that we function. And when we do that, we should be really killing it in the workplace, you know, in terms of being the key communicators, the key listeners. But I, I think there's another aspect that Rebbe was speaking around, and when you were speaking about, you know, catching up between the Shemesh, the sun, and the moon, between IQ and EQ, um, one of the components that, that Goldman speaks about when he breaks down emotional intelligence, right, he has the aspect of the communication skills, and he has the aspect of the way that we listen, right, what we just referred to. But one of the earlier stages that he speaks about is the ability for a person to be able to manage their own internal world, right? Because you can have a person, right, that, and when I say this just volunteering myself as being a candidate, you know, as an example, but I'm sure each one of us have gone through this, right? We, you can have a person who has a lot of intelligence, you have a lot of seichel, right? We have a lot of understanding, Right? But we've all had good days and bad days. Right? We've all had days where we, we've been on and days that we haven't been so on. 
and we may have known the same coding skills, we may have known the same financial skills, right? We may have known all the different, you know, tools that we had are still there. But what makes the difference on how efficient and effective we are, right, is because well, that's self-regulation, right? What he speaks mm-hmm. about is, okay, well, how am I feeling today? You know, did I get triggered today? You know, it could be a guy is brilliant, but when he shows up at work, you know, because you know, because he just gets a notification about something, it sets him off. And that alone, right, can cause a person, and, and I say this from my own experience, we each know, is that when, we're, when we don't have a self-regulation, when we're not in a good place internally, and we don't know how to be able to manage right, the thoughts, the emotions, the ways of life, so then how productive will we, will we really be? And this is what Goldman's speaking about, is that you can have IQ, right? So have the guy who's able to, you know, ace the test, he's a genius, right? When it comes to, you know, processing information, right? When it comes to problem solving, when it comes to making predictions, when it comes to, his, you know, he can do it, he can do it. His, his short-term memory, his long-term memory, it's great. But if he's not present and he is in a state of internal chaos, so then people are not productive. Yeah. So therefore we need to have, and that's what I was thinking about when Rebbe spoke about this, catch-up of, the, you have the, the Shemesh and, and the, and the, the, the Shemesh and Levana, the, the sun and the moon, because if you don't have that, so then how are we going to be able to be productive yeah, in that way? It's, it's very difficult, it's very difficult. It's interesting to know Shemesh, the same letters as Hamoach, the mind, and Levana are the same letters in Hebrew as Halev Nun, oh, wow. the, the heart of understanding. One of, the, one of my teachers, Reb Mordechai Tzukerman, he used to be very fond telling over the story that somebody once came to um, the Rebbe Yisrael Salant and they asked, what is your job? You know, what is your job? So Rebbe Yisrael Salant said, I'm an engineer. The man looked strangely, an engineer? I thought it was not the zookeeper. I, mean, it was, I think that was, that was a different, that was a different, different story. He says, I'm an engineer. <coughs> he had lots of jobs. He was good, lots of careers. <laughs> so he says, I'm an engineer. He says, you're an engineer? Specifically a bridge engineer. What? A bridge engineer? You look like a rabbi. He said, no, 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 a bridge engineer. I bridge the heart and the head. The heart and the head. Coming to share with us, just as the light of the sun should shine or does shine on the moon, so that's what we want. We want the light of the sun, the Chama, to shine its light on the Lavana, the heart. And what that is coming to teach us is we want our EQ to be on par with our IQ. And, and just imagine a world, for example, if people could regulate themselves. People could create and strengthen the muscle of compassionate listening. I gave a talk and yeshiva about conflict resolution. We called it Courageous Conversation and Conflict Resolution. And it's, it's very fascinating. All research tells you the same thing. First thing is you have to learn to shh. You have to learn to calm your own inner world. And it's interesting, the moment a person becomes defensive, they become up to 60% less capable of being smart in communication. Wow. Just that alone. And, and that alone. And, and the fact that you can calm yourself, regulate, and build your EQ to work with your IQ, and you can communicate to somebody and listen to somebody, absolutely profound. 
And that's why companies now, so many companies, look at the research, so many companies are not just interested in the IQ, they're interested in the EQ. Are you a team player? Can you work together? Can we calibrate together? Right. Can we collaborate together? This is something which is really important. But I would say, not just in the workplace, I know we're speaking specifically Arbiasoidus and financial health, the four fundamentals and focusing in on the financial health, but at home, just as a normal, healthy human being, as a husband, wife, as a parent, as a friend, EQ is so, so important. And we need to learn it. We need to be learning this from little kids. Yeah. It's, it's, from uh, little kids, we need to be learning yeah. it as little kids. It's so interesting. You know, when I, when I sit with people to prepare them for interviews, you know, so sometimes people you know, are coming into a certain position where they may have had experience in a different field. You know, and I'll tell them, listen, you know, Hard skills are hard skills, and you have them on a piece of paper, perhaps, you know, working sometimes with new graduates, you know, you're going to be able to, you can't create something that you haven't done yet. However, when it comes to the soft skills, right, this is, these are things which are so much needed today, you know, and things like, you know, collaboration and communication. And what I help to do is, is help people to reframe how they tell their experience of different things that they've done, even though it may be something that, you know, maybe they, they were working in a field that was disconnected or not so related, and they feel like, what's the connection between me running a project for some nonprofit or being involved in this and being involved in that? But what I help people to do is to, is to be able to create that bridge that they're able to speak from a place of collaboration is something in which I excel in. You know, communication, and, and, and when companies recognize and they see that, okay, this is somebody may have not yet worked in a specific skill that much, but this is somebody that's coming with five to ten years, you know, of actually using this soft skill in a productive way. You know, which is fascinating because sometimes when I have these conversations with people that have been working, you know, that haven't been working, you know, people that have been in Colo. You know, or people that have just been learning, and then the question is, is like, okay, like, what do I do? Like, I, how do I explain what I've been doing, you know, for the last, you know, five, ten years? It, it's a real question because people feel like I don't necessarily have professional experience. But something that I, you know, it's how exactly to be able to communicate this, right, is a delicate melacha. You know, it really depends also who you're talking to on the other side of the table. But just for us to be able to understand, right, within Yiddishkeit, right, if we've if we've gone through our learning process well, we should have developed these skills. You know, and Rebbe just spoke about it and said, what would it look like in a world in where it wasn't, if you can imagine, you know, getting your curriculum for your kids in school, right, where it wasn't just like English, math, you know, reading comprehension, but it was, you know, English, math, see, still there, okay, but you know, an understanding of self-regulation and emotional intelligence. If this was part of the curriculum, what would that look like? What would people look like? You know, and there are in, in innovative programs that are out there that have started. Um, I know iHeart is one of them, right, which is really, you know, really um, pioneering this, you know, in, in the school system to be able to teach emotional intelligence even at a young age. But put aside, okay, you know, whatever the school system is going to work on, they'll figure it out. Within the Torah, right, how, how is this something... Right? And this is something just for each one of us to, to consider, you know, within our own limud, can we be developing our EQ as we develop our IQ, right, in whatever limud that we're doing? I mean, I would suggest the learning of Musa, even in Pirkei Avais, you know, to listen, to, to speak carefully. You've got the 48 ways. Just, just you know, if, we, if we actually 
recognize that built in within Yiddishkeit, Tikkun Hamidais and, and Das, becoming a Bal Das, a Balas Das, to, to, to recognize that Hashem wants from us and for us to develop our EQ. And that EQ, as we said, the world of Musa. Right, but even besides Musa, I know that we discussed this, and I know I'm pushing a little bit of buttons push, over here, okay? Push. But I, I know that we discussed this. Let's, let's take it through a situation, right, of somebody who's learning Gemar, okay? And you want to imagine what is the type of Limud that you would call the IQ sort of type of parallel, you know, okay. of processing information, logic, you know, it, it parallels in some, you know, Lahavzal to say a person who's, who's working on math, a person who's working on problem solving, you have a lot of it in Gemara, right? So for each one of us, right, that we may have sp- spent time right now, right, learning Gemara, right, if this is something that we do, or right? even somebody who doesn't learn Gemara, a person's learning Mishnah, right, or a person who's learning um, Chumash, he's learning Mefarshim, he's involved in the analytical process, that's the development of the IQ. But what might it look like for somebody who's, who, is, who is trying to develop their EQ, a, if they're learning with someone else, but even if they're not learning with someone else, like what are the exercises that we can do? Rebbe mentioned the 48 ways that we find over there, list of things that are IQ related and things that are EQ related. Like what would it look like for a person to be developing their IQ and their EQ as they were going through learning? So if you're learning with a chavrusa partner, if you're learning with a learning partner, maybe, maybe what you're looking for, and maybe they'll attack me again, which is good. <laughs> I have very high EQ. <laughs> so maybe maybe we could say when learning, um, really listening to the person in front of you, reflecting back. So a person has just shared an idea on the Gemara that you're learning. They are presenting a certain logic, a certain flow of the words on the page. So in EQ practice would be stopping, would be, ah, so what I heard from you is A, B, C, D. I've heard this from you. Is that correct? You mean to do that after you've already came up with a reason to knock down a shot? Maybe. And then you <laughs> could say what, before. And then you could say what you want to say. And then you could say what you want to say. But that could be, for example, a practice of EQ. Even when you are davening or when you are learning, just to have self-regulation when you're davening, to, to recognize as the Mishmeris um, as the Sadas says, one of the um, one of the descendants from the Irakoidish, Rabinovich, a Biala Enikol, so he, he wrote a hundred years ago that when a person's davening, part of davening is learning to be self-regulated. It's knowing where you are emotionally. It's having the ability to work with your emotions, to work with your foreign thinking that's not what you want to be focusing on in the moment in Tfila. So you, you've got, for example, in Tfilah, emotional regulation. You've got when learning EQ, and uh, uh, the, the EQ listening to your study partner, having the ability to compassionately reflect and talk before you put your, before you put your own five cents in. Um, so these, these could be practices. Beautiful. Good that's good for you. That's good. Oh, that's good. You. I'll add a couple of them that, that, um, that I was thinking of Go for it, while yes. I was listening to you. But. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I tell my wife. My wife I says... Try, and I was trying what, to listen. What does my wife say? I have a good one, a good one. My wife says that men can't multitask. We spoke about this. Multitask. She says, what did you speak about in your podcast? Multitask. I told her there's no such <laughs> thing as multitask. Anyway, she says, that she, she says, yeah, men can't multitask. I said, yes, I can multitask. I can look at you and it looks like I'm listening to you, but inside I'm thinking about something else. That's doing two things at the same time. That's good EQ. 
<laughs> okay, sorry. <coughs> I've been good for yes, um, yes, yeah. Yoshi. What's your list? Let me listen with EQ compassionately to the rest of your list. Okay, so yes. I'll give I'll give two ideas. Um, one of them, which one of them, which really spoke to me, I saw in um, in a in a in a safer in a safer from the Chalban. It was Rav Sasson on the Chalban. He was explaining about Rav Nachuni ben Akana. But we spoke about this in the Chabura that that it's a beautiful thing that. That Rav Nechunia ben Akana, the, the tefillah that he composed, uh, right before yeah. we learn, on some level is is if we can say a recognition of the fact mm-hmm. that when we're going to be involved in this learning process of IQ, right, we're going to be involved in the, you know the the analytical side and trying to figure things outside the problem solving side of things, right. The Rav Nechunia was concerned that perhaps while being involved in that, that there would be some sort of type of moving away from the importance of the EQ, right? And therefore we find within the tefillah right, that what's Rabbi Nechunia saying? What is the tefillah you would think? Okay, Kaddish Baruch Hu, help me learn. Okay, we find that. Kaddish Baruch Hu, open up my eyes. But then he starts speaking about the fact, right, it's interesting, the different Gersos in the, in the Bavli, in the Yerushalmi, but what they all are saying over there is that I should be nice, that I should listen, yeah. right? That I should, that I should listen to what's being shared and that I should feel happy with that which my friend is sharing with me, is sharing beautiful, with me. Beautiful. This was what Chunya ben Akana was thinking about right before he learned, right? because there was this understanding that Rebbe said, IQ without EQ is something that could be dangerous. Right? And therefore we have to recognize the fact we always need to have consciousness within our, within our limit while we're doing it. I mean, another thing, I, I don't know if I ever shared this with you, but... Um, you know, within tefillah, something that I've thought about, right, often within the, the tefillah for Torah, right, in, in, in Avasoylem or Avarabah, right, where we say, Avinu Avar Achaman, right, so we say, Vesein Bilibenu, right, Lahavinu Lahaskil, that right, that you should give us the ability, right, when it comes to our Limit of Torah, right, Lahavin, that we should understand, I'm sitting in front of a Sefer, Lahavinu Lahaskil, Lishma'a, it's an interesting the order over there. The Shema means to listen, right? So I want to understand the Haskil, right, within the realm of Seichel, right? The Shema, so I should listen, the that I can learn, to teach other people, right? Lishma so I should keep the Torah, right? And the question I thought of once is the order is a bit funny. What's this Lishma to listen doing over here at this point within the process? If anything, it should be. Lilmod, and then afterwards lilamed to teach, and then afterwards lishma to listen to someone else within the process of right lahavin ulahaskel lishma, right? And and something that came to mind at the time, right, is that perhaps the the the, the implication over here is it's a self listening, it's right, the ability yes. within when we learn something that we have to have the ability to then listen to ourselves. And I think that's I think that's connected because you have listening to 100%. listening to ourselves and listening to another person is the same muscle. Yeah, yes. Right. And it's it's and it's part of the development of, of, of EQ, right, within our process of Limud. So I think, you know, to sum up, you know, what we've spoken about here today, um, is that from a Torah perspective, right, there was there was never questioned, you know, of like, oh you know, like IQ and EQ is not important, right? When we see from the Torah, and the Torah being the blueprint of creation that, that was embedded into the, the process. The fabric. The fabric of the process is, is, is that we function, we're with different parts of who we are, right? So there's the aspect of, 
you know, I know we didn't have a time to go into it now, you know, Chachma and Bina and Das, right, and trying to, you know, understand the different aspects, right, of our Seichel, right, of Seichel of, of, and of our makeup, right, but we have those aspects, right, of, the, of those capacities and facilities that we have, and at the same time, we also have the realm of the emotional intelligence, whether it comes to our Midos, whether it comes to our self-regulation, it comes to our Das, our ability to be able to observe ourselves, and this is the way that the, the Torah envisioned that we'd function. There was never a question, right, of the fact that we should function with only half and not the other half. And it's an amazing thing that, that with, through learning Torah, right, and the way that Hashem envisioned, the way that Hashem envisioned us to be able to learn Torah, we should be becoming masters of this. Uh-huh. We should become masters of this. And if we do that, so then... Amen, amen. That the Hashem, you know, that, that, that each one of us, right, should become masters of, of IQ and EQ and learning how to be able to use those together, right? And, um, you know, Bezos Hashem, as the Rebbe shared, fascinating, we heard here today, is, is that what's taking place in the world, you know, of, of this IQ and then the EQ seem to be catching up as part of this Geula process, which is mind-blowing to see how, once again, you know, things that just seem to be taking place, right, that there's an historical context, right, there's, there's a spiritual reason behind how everything is moving towards one direction, and really the, the blessing really is for each one of us, you know, in our work environments, that we should have this pair of glasses, right, we, when we look at ourselves, you know, when we look at ourselves and we look at other people, to not just necessarily... I know often I can be guilty of looking at other people just through the way that I see things, you know, and if that's intelligent for me, so that must be intelligence for everyone else, and if not, then the other guy's just simply not intelligent. Chaval, what are we supposed to do? Not everybody could be so smart. But to recognize that there's a bigger picture. So our challenge for today is to really just, you know, ask ourselves how we define intelligence. Just be honest, how you define intelligence, right? And with what you've heard here today in the podcast, just an invitation, right, to start to open up your eyes and to look at other people, right, with a different pair of glasses and recognize the, fa- the, the scope of intelligence that the Torah values. And each one of us, right, with some of the Eitzahs that we've spoken about today, will be able to continuously develop both our EQ and our IQ. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you.